right, welcome to It's the Jacket. I am Dave Demarest. He is Anthony DeSavio. What's going on, man? Not much. How's it going, sir? Pretty well, sir. Um, We are trucking along here in season three. Tonight, we're covering another toothpick directed by Jack Bender. Any initial thoughts on this episode? Uh, Really? It was was a good episode. It wasn't a great one, uh, but I enjoyed it. So, like, a couple key points that happen here. In the beginning, we get Carmela. She's, she's joined the uh, Dr. Melfi sessions for the time being. We also get uh, this little storyline with Tony getting a speeding ticket. And uh, we got a overambitious cop, maybe. And we'll talk about this, uh, kind of our takes on that, who winds up getting reassigned as for daring to cross Tony. Uh, I think the A storyline in, in this episode yeah, this was, I think this would be the A storyline. Uh, Vito's brother is assaulted by some loose cannon named Mustang Sally. And we are introduced to Old Man Bacala, played by the, the great Burt Young, who gets involved in uh, distributing justice to this man. And so a lot going on here. Oh, we got some awkward Artie. I, have, I just have awkward Artie written in my notes here because it's, there's some cringe moments with him here. Yeah, really. It's tough like this. Like I said, it was a good episode. You get a lot of different storylines in this. Um, You get, like you said, you mentioned the first session um, of group counseling for the both of them. It's basically Tony, Carmela, and Melfi. That was small, but we'll get more into that one. And then you have, like you mentioned, the, the speeding ticket where... You cross Tony Soprano, you're gonna. This is what you get, and then, like you said, the main storyline is the uh, coming out of retirement for Bobby's dad. And Bart Young is just a fantastic actor, yeah, yeah. He's uh, what is what do you think? Is he is he a that guy? Is he Paulie from the Rocky franchise, or is he Bert Young? I wouldn't call him a that guy. I I would say, um, I I would definitely consider him more Paulie from Rocky, um, but he's been in so much work. Like he's got a hun- over a hundred and sixty IMDb credits. Yeah, guy's been working nonstop. They do inside movies and and little guest spots, but he's been constantly working. Yeah, just whenever he shows up on something, it's it's better for it. Yeah, our friends of ours tonight will be... Uh, I got three. I got we, four. Okay, so you'll surprise me with one then. Or maybe I'll surprise you with one. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a good category. We got the two We got the two low-hanging fruits there, and then maybe a couple others. So that'll be cool. All right, yeah, so why don't we just uh, get right into it, talk about our favorite scenes. Okay. So, the, Which one of your favorite scenes? What's your first favorite scene? All right, so the first one I got is Tony gets the speeding ticket. This is right after the therapy session. Uh, there's some tension between Carmel and Tony. He's uh, he's driving like a maniac, basically. And he deserves to get pulled over. Uh, but the, you know, it probably... It, we just watched uh, We Own This City, and we know we're wire guys, too. We know how, like the politics with policing works, at least from a television perspective, you know, once this guy, once Tony showed this cop uh, assemblyman Zellman's card, that probably should have been the end of it. But this guy wanted to 
say fuck that i don't care and seemed like the rogue guy on this one yeah yeah he went on his own and i I don't know i'm not saying this is right but you know he had to have known it doesn't seem like a dumb guy just seemed like he was kind of hard-nosed kind of had to have known what was going to happen if he went down this road oh he was going to get what he deserved it always happens that way yeah it's tough could he just give Tony a warning? But and well, I got some nitpicks. We'll we'll talk about that with regards to this. But yeah, it's unfortunate. But this, you know, this, this guy has probably been around the block. He he wasn't a young uh, Charles Dutton isn't a young guy. So presumably, this character has been on the force for a very long time, and he probably knows like police politics and how the game's played so he probably should have walked away from this situation but he did it, not you know be, like you said he's he looks like an older seasoned veteran cop you should know when to pick your battles he didn't give a shit and he, he will see the ramifications later and to be fair you know you got you got this guy tony's kind of like smug a little bit with him Saying, you know, why don't you have dinner with your wife on me? You can tell her about it when he asked, like, do you know why I pulled you over? And he's like, can you shut the engine off? What happens if I don't feel like shutting the engine off? So, you know, Tony didn't make the situation better either. But, you know, this cop probably could have just pulled over the next guy speeding in probably 10 minutes from that time. Oh, yeah. It's Jersey. You know, you we're all speeding in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going to get the, those uh, those tax dollars. later on in the day for certain definitely made up for it all he had to do was go outside the what's it called just drive like maybe two more miles anyway set a beautiful speed trap over (laughs) what's the scene you got um i'm gonna go with uh the introduction of mustang sally that scene was insane um you have mustang sally played by brian tarantina yep um and you see him arguing with his uh, girlfriend, who is Vanessa Fratello. Yeah, who we're gonna see. We're gonna see some of her later. Yes. Um, crazy scene. You you see the guy just sending the guy in to get food. Um, he's like, "Yeah, go get food." Quite like you know, he's just sitting out there minding his business, and she runs up to him. That was weird that she ran up to him at all. It was like, "Can you give me a ride?" This this dude who you don't know could. You know, he's not a creep. He seemed like a really nice guy. And he just, she's like, can you drive me a- across town? And he's like, we're on a job. And this guy wanted nothing. Brian Spadafore wanted nothing to do with any of this. No, it, and, was, it was crazy. Like, he was like, just, you know, like, you know, go back with him or call, you know, call a cab. You know, I, and next thing you know, he gets slammed off, slammed off the side of the head with a golf club. Gruesome scene. Like, you see, like, the... Uh, it was like a four iron. It looked like it was, yeah, just, and you know, I did look ahead, you know, spoiler alert, but if you're listening to this, you, you, and I, I didn't pick up on this, but yeah, he's back. Cause they, they had the scene in the hospital, which one of us might hit um, where Vito says he's going to be a vegetable, but he's not a vegetable. He does recover from this. And he's, I don't know. I don't believe he has a speaking role. We see him in like the last season. In, in kind of the background, but he, he does survive this. He's walking around again towards the end of the show. I, I don't know how uh, smart he is because I believe Ralphie says he wasn't that bright anyway, which <laughs> which is something Ralphie would say. Yeah, that's 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 typical Ralph right there. <laughs> 
All right, yeah. So that was a especially gruesome scene. We we get a, a feel for who Mustang Sally is. Not a very uh, hinged character. Oh, well, what's another one you got? I got. I have this written down as Artie and Chris, or Artie versus Chris. This is a this is a rough one. I don't know if it's a favorite scene, but it's one we have to talk about. It's just it's fucking cringeworthy. Like you said, it's really fucking awkward. And it's probably not even Artie's most cringe scene in this episode. No. Because <laughs> he, he has the dinner with Adriana later, which I don't have in my favorites, but we could, we'll definitely we could definitely touch on that a little bit. But yeah, he's he's mad because he's in love with Adriana, presumably, and she quit. You know, she gave no notice, which is kind of shitty. As you know, someone who's worked in jobs where you know sometimes you're shorthanded, and when someone quits, no notice, no time to groom a replacement. It, it's tough, but yeah, Artie was. He was out, he was drunk in the scene. He's been drinking a little bit. He walks up. He just helps himself to Tony and Chris's wine. Starts rubbing his fingers through Chris's hair. And he's like, "You better treat her right." I think. He, I think he starts by calling her. Call who let this jerk off in my restaurant? <laughs> yeah, like, like, guy's a fucking mean guy next to Tony Soprano, and you're gonna fucking really. Uh, it was just. It was so. I I felt terrible. And we, we've talked about how Artie's kind of like a made guy without being a made guy. And this was, this was kind of him testing. This was, he pushed it about as far as he could go right here. This is further proof that he can really get away with anything. Yeah. And we're going to see this later on the show. He's going to put himself in other situations that a civilian probably wouldn't have lived to tell about. No. And, and, and you see Tony, like, you know, he gets so mad at him. It slams him against the wall in this scene, slaps him and says, what the fuck are you doing? That's his fiance. And then he just says, I love her. And then he just laughs and just holds it. <laughs> like he feels so like, it's like, oh man, come on. And, and there's only one other cringeworthy scene with Tony. And I, well, there's probably more, but there's one that I can think of and it, it goes all the way to season six. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's we're gonna get some more of these, but it's like uh, there's more with Artie too because fucking Artie's just a mess. But yeah, that's what I thought about it. Like it was just tough to watch him so desperate. Like you know, like you know, like you know, Tony looks at Chris like Adriana quit. You better treat her right. <laughs> Somebody who who makes your food. Oh yeah, and like you know, it's just crazy. You know, he's given relationship advice as. Um... His wife is just like dominating him throughout the whole series. Charmaine just <laughs> just bullying him. That's another cringeworthy part. Yeah, yeah, this is not a not a good episode for for my man Artie here. Yeah, Artie doesn't really do it for me. Is it? He's definitely not getting MVP in this episode. <laughs> I would say we're unanimous on that. What, what's another one you got? Um, I have um, the funeral. Okay, this is uh, Febby, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, what's it called? He dies of the uh, dies of cancer. Yep. Hence the name of the episode, another toothpick. Yep. Um, and this is when we get introduced to Bobby Senior, uh, played by Burt Young. Uh, great scene. You see how much respect um, Tony and they and and Bobby Senior have for each other, and he's like, you know, thank you for taking care of. My son, he goes, are you kidding? He's great with my father. 
And, you know, ripping on Junior again because everybody rips on Junior. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good introduction to him. And, and you know, we, we go into it and he basically, you know, talks about Mustang. Because Mustang Sally ends up, it's his godson. Right. So, and he gets permission from him and go. It was just a really good scene. Yeah, good introduction. And we've we've talked about Tony. You know, Tony does is very assertive as the boss. There's no question who's in charge when he's in he's in a room with like Polly, Sil, Chris, all these guys. But he also, you know, we saw early on in, in the series how he shows the utmost respect for Jackie and his title, and all these older guys, even Richie in the beginning. You know, until Richie fuck that up he really respected richie because he was a guy that he looked up to growing up and same with old man bacala here he really respects these older guys from the quote-unquote old school and this is just an, another answer you could you could tell like tony's just genuinely happy to see this guy oh yeah it was it was no doubt about it like he really cared about him and and the fact that you know he mentions with bobby um, you know, how Bobby's been a huge help. You'll see this further on later in this season, actually. Right. Um, how much he cares about Bobby now. Yes. So to piggyback off that a little bit, the next scene I have written down here was where old man Bacala kills Mustang Sally. And this is just, this is a good, good action set piece because, you know, if he went in there like John Wick or something, it might not have been as cool, but this was like a very sloppy hit, obviously. Um, you know, I am an asthmatic as well. So I have an inhaler, not as bad as he is, but I do occasionally need to take this with me so I can empathize here with, with him getting out of breath really quick, especially when the adrenaline is going as high as it is in, in this situation. Uh, what'd you think about this scene and uh, the hit in general? Uh, in general, it was a fantastic scene. Um, I, I thought it was really funny. He opens up the door for him, and then he's like, "Oh, more fucking stairs!" <laughs> and like, I, I I have an asthmatic daughter, and I've dealt with the asthma issues with family, so I know how miserable this could be. Yeah. Um, but it's a crazy fucking scene. Um, and it's like, and you get another line here with Mustang Sally. You know, I should, you know, I, I won't do it again. Or next time, I'll scream for. So then that knows you, you know, right then and there, this guy's a douchebag. And yeah. Thing. So even if old man Bacala was telling the truth and he really did get him a pass, probably in another week, this guy was going to do something stupid again. Oh, yeah. He he was like repeat offender written all over him because it wasn't the first time he's acted out. And they mentioned that while they were in the hospital. I tried to like envision that because what do you say? He threw a, a hot dog vendor <laughs> off the second mezzanine. Yes. <laughs> So like, I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, why this guy isn't in prison if he did that. You know, now that would be on, like, Bleacher Report, like a video of, of like, a hot dog vendor going off <laughs> no, the, I mean, the second rail fortunately. at a Devils game. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, it was just a crazy scene. I think the guy there was really stupid. Yeah, yeah. Carlos. Yeah, you know, he should have just, you know, shut his mouth and let him get shot, and he would have been able to smoke his cigarettes again. Right. But, that guy just seemed like he was, you know, wrong place, wrong time. It's like, this this guy called me. He needs to stay here. He just seemed like he wanted to smoke weed and just chill out. Watch They, they were watching Sally Jesse Raphael. There's a, <laughs> there's a throwback for you. Oh, my God. It's been a while for that one. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so good. And it kind of just piggybacks with, you know, him. He, you know, he, he went out on his own terms. He dies, unfortunately, right after this. Can't reach his inhaler, crashes. <laughs> kind of like a comedic scene where the car crashes into the, the telephone pole and the sign comes down. It's you kind of like are looking for like a game over screen on a video game to, to hit right away. I, I wanted to hear, I want, you know what I would have loved to hear? Like, you know, like the, uh, the, what is that show? Price is right. The horn going off that you just lost the game. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. I mean, I, I guess we figured we weren't going to have like a long character arc with uh, Burt Young as old man Bacala, but it was, it, it was good. It was a good one episode arc and, you know, great to see him. I, you know, we're both safe to say we're both big Rocky fans and just whenever this guy shows up and he was phenomenal in this episode. Must agree with you on that one. Uh, I got a couple more scenes left. Sure. Um, uh, the uh, next one I have is, so I really don't mention him too much, but he's, he was a big part of this episode. The doctor's office with junior. And okay. Um, this is huge because now, you know, we're talking, they're talking about the hit and everything. And now Tony finds out Junior has cancer. Right. And you could see instantly he's like affected by this because even though everything Junior has done or tried to do to him, like you mentioned, the old school, he still respects him and still treats him like he's. Uh, a good person right and you see how visibly shook he is by this what do you think about this did you listen to opie and anthony when you were younger no okay so i used to one of my early jobs was i used to deliver medicine for rite aid and i would drive around in a company van all day and i would listen to opie and anthony and they would always do sopranos recaps and i just remember them playing the clip from this scene of Junior referring to his cancer as the casino. <laughs> and they would just randomly play that sound bite and like just where whenever they could, whenever it was like relevant. And they did this for years. So this scene was where just Junior's I've got cancer, the big casino. And he just, <laughs> they would just play the the big casino over and over again. So every time I watch this scene when we were prepping for this episode and just anytime I think about it in general, I just laugh at <laughs> at that. And it was just, it was funny how Junior just mentions like this, the superstitious nature that he has, where it was um, Jackie, Febby, and then Bacala was supposed to be the third because these things apparently come in threes. And then Junior thinks that he took Bacala's place because he died in a car accident and not of cancer. And Tony just naturally thinks this is the most ridiculous thing ever. I don't know what it is with the people in this show, but they love their superstitions. <laughs> and I like I like how Junior says, you know, please don't tell anyone. He doesn't want anyone to know. Fair enough, you know. I, and you know, then brought... second later, he tells Janice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle June's got cancer. <laughs> and it's just them on the couch. And that, that's, a, that's a good scene with them as well. But yeah, just how, just how you know, he's you know, Tony Soprano, this ultra powerful guy, and he's just a gossip like anyone else. What's another one you got? Okay, well, that was the last scene I had Junior telling Tony he had cancer, but I had one before that, which we kind of talked about already, just in terms of its cringeness, and that's the uh, the Adriana Artie dinner. Ugh. 
oh, so when he grabs her hands. That is just so, it was so weird. I'm questioning like why she agreed to this, to go out to dinner in the first place. Uh, And she lied to Chris about it. Like, I, and you know, he's saying like, you know, she's, she's trying to let him down gently. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to miss you so much. And she's just like, yeah, I'm going to miss you too. And Charmaine and the bus boys. Yeah, she's trying to, like, get him out of it, and he just keeps going. Because she knows, like, if she tells Chris about this, he's going to kill him. I would kill him. Yeah, it's 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 tough. And, you know, he's he's kind of spiraling. I believe this was right after uh, him and Charmaine agreed to cut it, call it quits. And, you know, they ultimately don't get divorced, spoiler. But uh, in this episode, their marriage is, is on very shaky ground and very, very bad episode for Artie. I agree. All right. That was, uh, I'm wrapped on scenes. Did you have anything else? Okay. Uh, the last one I had, it was a little previous, so we're going a little out of order. But um, that's fine. When he goes to the, um, the, the basically for the, the statues. Okay. At the Fountain, uh, Fountain of Wayne store. Yes. There you go. That's what the name of it was. Um, and then he sees the cop. And, you know, it, it's a good scene. Like, he's basically poking fun of him at all this time. And then he just finds out that he lost all his overtime because of the incident. And then you see him, like, really struggle with it. Like, you know, Tony feels bad because he's not, you know, I was going to say he's not a terrible person. But, you know, he's murdered, like, so many people. But <laughs> it's like he, he, like, literally felt bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he felt bad about it. And then, but then he gets, he does get the opportunity to tell Zellman. Like, call it off, and then he's like, fuck him. Yeah, and then he tries to disrespect him even more when he gives him, tries to give him the tip after he's loading, like, loaded up in my house. Yeah, and he probably could have used that money because it sounded like he took a big financial hit going down the road he went. Uh, don't forget about it. I have one and one alone here. I couldn't really, maybe you, maybe you picked some that I, I didn't catch. I picked, but I got two. Okay, so the one I have here, uh, Junior telling Old Man Bacala called John Kennedy like he's Jesus. This isn't the first time we're going to see this guy. We're going to see Junior worship this man, this doctor who's a really good doctor, but it's solely because of his name, not because of his his credentials. It could have been a plumber named John Kennedy, and Junior probably would have still put this guy on a, on a, on a pedestal. You've got to get your pipes cleaned by this guy. Um, <laughs> I got... Um... What's it called? Bobby's uh, tendency for tragedy. Okay. And because we got another, uh, he'll have another car accident issue in the future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, just, I recalled that. So yeah, that's that's tough. Um, and on the other one I have is Audie's women trouble. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna get some more. Uh, he, you know, hanging around guys like Tony, Chris, who uh, are just naturally charismatic. And, you know, I guess it's got to be tough for Artie. He's not, he's not that guy, even though he sees all these guys, these cool guys that he probably wants to be. And we see that kind of heavily in this episode. And we're going to see it in the future, too. Oh, yeah. It's always going to. Yeah, it's. I feel bad for him thinking that he's special. Yeah, he's just simply not that guy. And uh, what's that mean? That there's a gift. He's like, you're not that guy, pal. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that's Artie. 
Nitpicks. I have two here. I have my first one here. I have Tony can't just pay the ticket. You know what? What's it like? Hundred, hundred and fifty dollar ticket. He's gonna get. I. You know. I don't. We see Tony throw like hundreds of dollars at people. We're gonna see later on in the season. Carmella asked for fifty thousand dollars for Columbia University for Meadow, and he he throws five grand out of his pocket, like it's like you or I, like grabbing a Wawa sub. Yeah, basically. So he couldn't just pay the ticket. Yeah. Eh. This was seemed like a pride thing more than a a financial thing. Um, one of the um, I had uh, what's it called the. the um... The nitpick, my one nitpick. I have one. Uh, the what's it called? Why were you letting an old man make this hit? Like, I don't understand the uh, like the reasoning behind this. And literally, everyone was not on board with this. Gigi and Tony were the only two, which is all that matters ultimately. But everyone questioned this decision making, and ultimately, it went bad because this guy died right after. It was just a brutal. I think it was brutal. I, I thought it was a brutal thing. Good, good television, but yeah, you know, you got a lot of capable people that that could have done this. But on the other hand, they did just. You know, I don't know who Mustang Sally just lets into the house the way he did Old Man Bacala. Yeah, you see, you know, you see Multisanti coming. You're he had a gun. They're both strapped. You know, they're probably just firing and asking questions later. Got to agree there. All right. You said you had one more or was, was that it? I had one. Yeah. Okay. Friends of ours. So let's do it. Right. Charles Dutton. Where do you know him from? What do you, when you think of him, what do you think of right away? Uh, Rudy. Uh, hands down right away. Okay. I think of rock. I have that also. Cause I used to love that show. Same love. And it was live. Oh, it was so good. And I, I think that was one of the first shows I saw tackle like drugs yeah um and there was a guy in there i forgot his name uh the guy who's in it but he's been in a lot he was in ray and that's who the plays the drug lord and you just see it was such powerful television it was like when very ahead of its time when you, you basically and this is not my views but back then the views were um black is only supposed to be for comedy really couldn't give you the drama that you deserve like from a sitcom and this did this brought all of it though you got comedy you got drama it was like you said so ahead of its time i loved this show as a kid a lot, lot of good uh a lot of good people in supporting roles here garrett morris was in the show jamie fox was in nine episodes tone loke so like a lot of a lot of good people in this show that lasted uh how long was the show on the air for? Like 72 episodes. I think it went on for like three years. I think it's like three or four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So probably most people, they would say they either remember him from Rudy as the janitor or, or rock. But, but yeah. So when he showed up on this all these years later, I was like, holy shit. Okay. What a, what a great guy to have him for this one, this small yet significant part. Well, he was also good in menace to society. Yes. Yes. And what was the, the Halle Berry movie? Gothica. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he turned out to be... The twist was he was the villain the whole time. That was a good twist, actually. Yeah, who was it? Robert Downey Jr. was in that, too, I believe. Yes. Yeah, good uh, 
good movie there. I mean, I saw that in theaters and I don't believe I've seen it since. I just kind of remember the bullet points. Um, another one I got friend of ours, cause I have four Burt Young. Yeah. Burt Young. I, I think both of us have that. Um, you know, I say, I asked the same question, but I know the answer. We both think of him as Pauly. That's the first thing that comes to mind. A hundred percent. 166 IMDb credits. Fucking bananas. Um, actually, one of the movies, a comedy that I really enjoyed him in was Mickey Blue Eyes. Ooh, you're, all right, you got to stop there because you're, you're treading on my trivia. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> all right. That's good. <laughs> Not um, to cut you off. Hold the thought. We're, we're going to circle back to that. All right. Um, another one I had was Brian Tarantino. Yeah. So I, I asked you offline. And I was like, did you watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Because I, I feel like unless you're doing a Sopranos podcast or you're writing an oral history or you're doing some sort of project about The Sopranos, you're probably not looking into, you're not taking a deep dive into who the actor who played Mustang Sally was. And I wasn't doing that until we started this podcast. And I was like, holy shit, that's that's Jackie from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He was like a recurring character in this. And then I look back and it's just, Totally different people, obviously. This guy's a this guy's a professional actor, so he can obviously play two different roles. But he actually died in 2019 from a drug overdose. Brian Tarantino. That's that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, and they worked his death into the show, and they had a, a really like touching funeral scene, which I I just thought they wrote the character off. I didn't realize it was because he died in real life, and then I I figured that out when doing the uh, the research for this well he was in donnie brosco also yeah yeah so he's he's well traveled definitely a, definitely a that guy oh yeah i would give it and then i had one more okay and that's vanessa fratello yeah yeah she's uh i'm trying to think what else she was in 24 i believe off the top of my head she was in ncis yeah by new york she was in um the uh new wall street movie yeah um, and then she was in the Death Proof by um, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, it's such a good movie! Yeah, yeah. So she's worked her way around. She's that girl. She's got like thirty credits, but um, she's still working. Yeah. Oh, I forgot and completely forgot she was in Spider Man. That's correct. Yes. Spider. So yeah, yeah. a lot of well traveled people in this one. Questions, comments, concerns. Uh, I got two just comments. Uh, the Fountains of, Fountains of Wayne store. Yes. This is the inspiration for the band name, Fountains of Wayne, that song, uh, Stacy's Mom. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are from Jersey. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we've heard them again, I, unless you know someone I don't. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to come out with uh, somebody else's mom in, in a song. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine they're older now, so they're probably... Maybe they're going for the grandma now. <laughs> I don't have any questions or comments, so you can go with your second one. I got, um, so we talked earlier on, uh, I believe it was the season two premiere, that that video, uh, One Line on the Sopranos. Yes. So that was the, this guy's song, Eric Weiner, who does Leon Take Your Break at, I think he says three, Leon Take Your Break at three. Mm-hmm. That's his one his one line on The Sopranos, and he made a music video. Did you watch that music video I sent you? I don't think so. When did you see the music? Oh, right after season two premiere. So. Yes, yes, I remember it now. Yes, I, okay. It was a because the guy yes. Brian ah, shit, I forgot his name off the top of my head, but the other guy came in at the end 
And he said, I had one word on the Sopranos, but this was this guy's whole music video where he says, I had one line on the Sopranos. It was really funny, really well done, I thought. And he showed up, Eric Weiner. He was in Boardwalk Empire the first season as uh, he had nine episodes in that in that show. Okay. He was the guy, uh, Michael Shannon drowned him. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Agent, uh, Agent Sebso, I think his name was. Yeah, that so yeah, was, brutal, brutal death scene he had. Michael Shannon was so, <sighs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's so weird; it makes it good. Yeah. All right. Uh, trivia. You said you're going to stump me this week, right? Oh, I am. Okay. Well, let's get it over with. <laughs> well, I already know where you're going to go with your question now. Well, you know what it's themed on. I don't know if you know the question. Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, when um, Bobby Sr. went to, what's it called? Um, did the killing and took the cigarettes. Okay. What brand were they? Ooh. Were they Marlboro? Newport? Lucky Strikes? Paul Mall Lights? Or Marlboro Lights? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably wrong, but I feel like that cough is definitely a Marlboro cough. So I'm going to go, I'll go Marlboro and hope for the best. Okay. It was Marlboro lights, actually. Ah, I was close. Yeah. Well, because that's what he took from the guy because he didn't have cigarettes. He sold them from the guy after he shot him. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I figured you were going to get me. I was like, I was like, should I rewatch this episode real quick to see for like any like small details, like what kind of. Uh, Gabagool, someone's eating, or, or what fast food restaurant someone start, stops at. But yeah, I should I should have checked that out. You got me. All right, so here we go. So Burt Young co-starred in Mickey Blue Eyes in 1999. This is a movie starring James Caan and Hugh Grant. Yes. This movie had several Sopranos actors who had who came into this for small roles. I saw this movie in 1999. I don't remember much about it. What about you? I I'm actually I've seen it like four or five times. Okay, got to revisit it at some point. But I remember I, I enjoyed it. So, how many Sopranos actors had roles in this? Was it four, six, seven, nine, or eleven? Now, does, when you say soprano actors, you mean like mainstays or people that were at least one episode of the show? So I, I did like a deep dive on this cast. This, this took me a few minutes to come up with this question. Okay. So, yeah, we'll say we'll say mainstays. You know, if someone was on, if someone played like a parking attendant in season four, episode nine, I, I didn't get there. But we were talking kind of people you'd know. All right. Well, I, I remember two right off the head, uh, two right off. And that was uh, Artie and um, some, uh, I forgot the other, the, that asshole who got shot, the poison ivy. Um, shit, let's see. I'm going to go nine. Okay. We got, okay, so it's not nine, it's 11. Did you say Mikey Palmisi is in this movie? I think so. Okay, well, I might have to revise because I did not, I don't believe I have him listed. Let me, let me check here. I might be wrong. I think he was in it. Okay. This is stellar podcasting. Everyone's listening to me. In- Scroll through IMDb. This is good, people. This is why <laughs> you should be watching us. Well, you're actually listening because you can't watch. 
Well, there are podcasts you can. You know what? I'm going to shut up now and let uh, Dave just just check. No, out. this is this is where the magic happens. You're listening to how the sausage is made. I do not see him on here. Okay, so then I was wrong. But uh, boom goes the dynamite. All right, so eleven. There was eleven people. No, there were seven. Oh, so I... we got Larry Darrow, aka Larry Barisi, uh, Vincent Pastore, Pussy was in this. Frank Pellegrino, Agent Kubitoso is in this. You said Artie. Uh, he's in this, uh, Joe Genascoli, Vito, Ada Totoro, Janice, and Tony Sirico. So, seven. Yeah, I remember Artie gets killed by you, Grant, in this movie. Okay. Yeah, okay, now, now it's your, you mentioned that. I do remember that part. I gotta rewatch this movie. Because, yeah, I remember some woman was trying to buy his painting, and then he ends up screwing screwing him over. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I yes, I, rem- I I I've watched this movie. James Conn plays the, the the father-in-law. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, good film. I gotta that I haven't been to in a while. So good comedy. I you know what? I fucking love James Conn. Oh, he's so good. I just I, I'm a big fan of everything that he's done. Yeah, we're well. I've been like because of the the movie tournament in the the group that we're both in. I. Uh, I've just been watching. I haven't had the time to sit down and watch The Godfather in its entirety, but I've been like catching clips here and there. And like I watched the scene with where Michael shoots uh, Captain McCluskey in the in the restaurant. I was like, such a fucking good scene. And unfortunately, I did watch the scene where Sonny gets gunned down at the toll booth. That's a brutal scene, but I love it when he beats the shit out of Carla. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and. Have you? Are you still up on the offer? Yeah, I'm like, uh, I think I'm five in. So I'm kind of. There's so much stuff on right now that I'm like, I, I gotta. You know, I'm what? I feel like I don't know if you got this too. I feel like I'm watching a lot of things, but it's like you watch like four or five episodes of different things, and it's like, okay, well, you still have thirty episodes off to the yeah, side just, of things you, you're behind on. I was just about to say, like, I feel like I'm watching things and I'm not making a dent in anything. Nope. But it's it is slowing down because well what happened was I mean and we've talked about this offline a lot of a lot of these shows were rushing to get their premiere in before May thirty first which is the Emmy window so anything that premieres before May thirty first qualifies for the Emmys so anything after does not so that's why it was like okay cool two new shows I'm going to check these out and then nine more shows premiered this week so it's just like what the fuck there's there was a show on Apple with Tom Hiddleston and Claire Danes. Which I I love, you know. We got Loki, and uh, fucking I forget her name from Homeland off the top of my head. Okay. I was like, wow, that, that's something in a normal world. That's something I'd be like right on. But I'm like, no, fuck this. I don't have time for it. Yeah, I like there's so many things I flipped through. I was like, I want to see this. Yeah, I want to see this. I hear everything great about this one, and it's just like, but I got so many. I'm like pot committed. I still haven't even gotten into Obi Wan yet, and I'm pissed about that i heard it was fantastic well i got a little sidetracked because i'm i'm online this morning at like 5 a.m and i'm just scrolling through facebook a little bit and it was like spoilers for obi-wan and i'm like it's wednesday that's not until friday and sure enough they they had the two episode premiere friday so you know naturally you're thinking this is gonna be on fridays but it's on wednesdays so it, it was on at like midnight so like five in the morning, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to sleep right now, and I wound up just banging out Obi Wan this morning. It was, it's fucking awesome. 
so it is as good as everybody's saying. It is. Yes, yeah, and I, I'd be right there. But I'm not like a Star Wars sycophant or anything. Well, if it was bad. Like I haven't gotten into Boba Fett yet because I, I watched the first episode and I really didn't enjoy it. It well, it was okay in the beginning, but then like mid season, it just basically becomes Mandalorian season two point five. Oh, okay. So it, it's like Jackass four point five, basically, and that's when. You know, it, it basically becomes a season of Mandalorian, and it was it was fucking. It ended. It started slow, but then ended excellent. All right, so I just got to get through the first couple episodes. Definitely, we uh, still got to do some awards for this this episode we just covered. Uh, so, who is your MVP, sir? All right, the MVP of this episode, I'm going to give it to Junior. Actually, I know we didn't bring him up a lot, but I thought he was fantastic in this. Yeah, yeah, you can't argue, and he gets the cancer diagnosis. That's a good scene. Um, you have the scene with him and Bobby. You have the scene with him and Tony. You have the the the, the others. It's just like he he basically had a lot of good lines. I, I I I was going with Tony too, but I don't feel like he was strong in this episode. Okay, that's fair. And I did also, you know, I agree. I agree that I did not give Tony MVP either. I did stay in the the junior crew though, and I, I gave mine this week to Bobby. Okay. I just thought, I just thought he was really strong with his grief and him kind of pleading with Junior, you know, talk to Tony and, you know, his sadness. You can tell he really cares for his father and just how dejected he is when, you know, both Junior won't come to the funeral and then Junior tells him that he's got cancer. <laughs> he definitely could have went to the funeral. He's kind of milking the cancer to get out. He probably didn't want to go to the funeral. I, I, I like when Bobby was like, I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> I take this as a personal insult. <laughs> no, no, I mean when he found out that Junior had cancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm devastated. I don't know what to... his reactions is just so amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I love him as a character, and this was a particularly strong episode. I thought for him, so I, good. I still have to agree with you. Like he's one of my favorite Ocks because he goes from being a laughing stock and a joke. Yep, to being a really good guy, like a, a really like high up guy. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. One of the better character arcs in the series. How many boxes of ZD did you go with for this one? I I went seven five. Seven five, okay, a little low for you. Yeah, like I said, it was a good episode. I, I enjoyed it, but I, it didn't make it. It didn't reach the eight arc for me. Okay, it did for me. I went eight and a half. I thought this was a strong episode. I especially liked, we talked about the 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 Bacala hit on Mustang Sally. That was a good scene for me because I'm glad they didn't just have him go in there. Like, like I mentioned the John Wick reference earlier. They just had this be a, a very awkward scene that just almost went completely wrong. And it was realistic. This is probably how this would have went in real life if you sent this dying old man to kill this you know, psychopath and Mustang Sally. And I, I just thought overall it was a good scene. I was glad to see Burt Young. I was glad to see Charles Dutton. And I thought it was a strong episode all around. So, you know, didn't I wasn't I didn't go too crazy. You know, I didn't want to go in the nine to ten range. But th- this was an upper episode for me. I, I, I can agree. I can appreciate that. It just wasn't that for me because I don't feel I thought however I thought the storyline was great with Bobby the Bacalas. I didn't think the episode as a whole covered it, it reached that eight plateau for me. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, what is something good you watched this week? 
Um, uh, like you mentioned, uh, I, I think we both finished We Own the City, which... Fuck yeah. John Barathol, if he doesn't win an award, is a fucking travesty. Yeah, yeah. He is just lights out. Um, we were talking about that yesterday. I, I just... A lot of the stuff he touches turns to gold, like Punisher, uh, Wolf of Wall Street that he was in was fantastic. He's just awesome. But this show, and I, I what's it called? We were talking also about the fact that uh, these are all real people. Yeah, which I guess you knew and I didn't. I figured they were like composites of real people. No, because when I found that it was a, like it was true, I like, you know, like, you know, I, I looked into it. And you see all these characters. I'm like, oh my god! And and they cast it pretty well. I feel. And we're covering a show right now where we're rooting for an awful human in Tony Soprano. And you know, I this is six episodes, so I you know I can't put Wayne Jenkins in that bracket. But it's kind of like similar feelings to where it's like I might I'm kind of torn because I'm openly rooting for this dirtbag that Bernthal is just playing. These these guys are just evil cops, and it just you know. There's not a happy ending in this show. It's just we get the the end credits, just the black screen just saying this guy went to jail for 18 years. This guy went to jail for seven years. All these guys went to jail. The man then jail for three years. Uh and then Suter, Sean Suter, played by Jamie Hector, aka Marlowe. What a what a tragic ending for him. You know, that's crazy that he ended up. Now, let me ask you a question, because there's still reports about this. Do you think he murdered himself? It's ambiguous. You know, they I believe they ruled it a suicide, but even in the show, they didn't show it. No, they ruled it as a homicide. Did they? Okay. Then they I'm, ruled I'm... it as a homicide, but they believe it's a suicide. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, I just basing on the, the performance there, it looked like he was losing his shit at the end. He, he was just kind of like losing his mind. And it was just, oh God, it was just an impossible situation for him to be in because, we're, you know, on one hand, you rat out these guys and then you're known as a snitch forever. Or you try to do what he did, just not get involved, but also shut your mouth. And then years later, it caught up to him because he knew things that he, he, didn't, he didn't call out. And he was not going to go to jail, but he was likely going to lose his job. And and that seemed like it meant everything to him, the job. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm not a cop, who am I? So Uh, he he was fantastic in it too. It was tough, (laughs) you know. The mayor, she was just like Joffrey, like evil, and just talking about land that when they want police funding, and she's like, "We're not taking money from my babies." She calls like the school system her babies, and uh, and then we find out that she went to jail too for corruption. Just basically, every there were no good guys in That's this team. That, that what's it called? The police commissioner that she put in charge. Yep, Asian. Baltimore yeah. is no offense to anybody in Baltimore if you're listening, because you guys have a great fucking city, but you you got some corrupt fucking higher ups. I'll tell you that much. It's tough, and it's like where do you turn to? Because there are no, there's no, from you know, just basing on the show, there's no, no good places to go to. It's just the system is totally fucked, and David Simon just does a great job of of pointing it out. David Simon just really wanted to really show how fucked up that fucking police system is, and yeah. he definitely showed it. Yeah. Uh, another thing I watched actually with the kids, um, 
Sonic 2. Oh, okay, I still haven't got to that yet. How was it? It's it's actually on Paramount Plus. So okay. if you want to catch it, you know, I think somebody will be nice enough to you could watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really I'm so fucking surprised that the day because I caught Sonic One Two this weekend because I never saw the first one. Okay, like the, the, the I was like the second one's on here. Let me just you know, watch both of them. So I watched them with my daughter, and I am so grateful that they made a a good video game movie. Oh yeah, it's about time that they finally did it because they're both fantastic, and you got a great cast. You got. Um, Ben Schwartzman, you got Idris Elba in this one. Jim Carrey is fantastic. Old school Carrey there. Fire Marshal Bill in it as uh, Dr. Robotnik. Oh, my God. I really hope he's not really done because he can continue on with this franchise. Yeah. Because he is, he's still got it. Like, you could see in this that he still has it. So, I saw the first one in theaters, and that was shortly before the pandemic. So it was like one of the last two or three movies I saw before theater shut down for like six, seven months. And I was just, I was so impressed with the first one. And then I just didn't get, the stars didn't align for me to get to the theaters, excuse me, for part two. But I, I do see it's on Paramount Plus, so I got to kind of prioritize it. Oh, it's definitely worth the watch. Definitely. I will definitely catch it. And Idris Elba as Knuckles, just a great voice, voice casting there. Oh yeah, and it's there's a lot of good parts of him. Yeah. Um so watched. I saw uh Top Gun Maverick in the theaters last week. Was it as good as everybody's saying this? It's better. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe this is at an eight point seven on IMDB. I think it cleared hundred fifty million dollars for a non Marvel movie. That's that's pretty fucking good. It's about time that they're starting to get some good like movies that are not a comic book. Yeah, we talk. You know, this there are you know there's an element of nostalgia in this movie, and that gets you to buy a ticket. But this movie stands on its own two feet. It doesn't need 1986 behind it, even though it has it. This movie was excellent on its own. It was just That's Tom a- Cruise is just I I I don't. Maybe the best actor, the biggest draw in the world out of everybody right now. I got to say, he's still doing, he's still making the movies and he does his own stunts. Like A lot of this shit is still crazy at his age. And you want to know what's crazy about this movie? This was, out of all the movies that he's made, his biggest box office. Yeah, I, I did read that. Crazy. And that might, he might break that record in a year from now when the new Mission Impossible comes out. <sighs> So he's he's still he's doing his thing and he hasn't like you see even like Leonardo DiCaprio did a Netflix movie in December like a lot of these guys are are kind of just playing the game as as it's adjusting now they're going to the streamers Tom Cruise was like animate this movie is going to the theaters and we were better for it because I couldn't imagine having watched this on my laptop you know this is this is a movie you want to see on the big screen. This is definitely up there with one of the movies. I'm, I I got to get to the movie theater and say, yeah, it, I I definitely recommend it. Um, and it's you know it's not like kid friendly too. When I I saw it, uh, like first or second showing on Thursday night, and it was a packed theater. A lot of kids there. A lot of you could tell a lot of dads <laughs> bringing their kids. You know, they probably watched the the first one 
many years ago and they wanted to experience this with their kids. I, I went with some friends and uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of joy going through the theater watching this. It was, definitely recommend. Was Val Kilmer in the movie? Do you want me to tell you that? Never mind. I'll follow okay. that for myself. All right. Um, also, I'm just blown away. Are you watching Barry? I haven't started this season yet, but I am a huge fan of the show. I'm waiting okay. for a couple more episodes to come out. So you're on. So you finish. You finished season two. Yes, I've finished with the first two seasons, and oh. it and literally one of. I, I didn't realize how much I love Bill Hader. Yeah, and he writes this show. He directs some of the episodes. He directed this last episode from last week. And this was, you know, the Ronnie Lilly episode from season two with the little girl. Yes. Okay. This was on par with that. Really? Last week. I was I was sending mass DMs uh, Sunday night. I was like, did you watch Barry? Did you watch Barry? I must have sent like five of my friends DMs. Just needed to talk about it right away because it was fucking bananas. I, I'm going to tell you, when I first heard about this show, I didn't want to see it because I saw it was headed by Bill Hader. Okay. Like, I thought he was just some idiot. From uh, from SNL, and I was like, "Whatever, let me just I'll watch it. Whatever, just we don't put it. I'll put it on the first episode." I was like, "Holy fuck, I'm hooked!" It was, and it was just been. It's one of the better comedies, like comedy or dramedy, I guess you would call it. Well, it's like it's like one scene we have Veep, and then the next scene it's Breaking Bad. It's it's. I, I said this when it first premiered in 2018 that this is one of the most unique shows. I've never seen anything like it where I'm laughing hysterically at some of these, some of the things these characters are doing. And then in the next scene, I'm just like, Holy fuck. This is like a shootout from the wire or breaking bad. This is like the intensity. It's just goes back and forth and you're never comfortable. It's fucking you're always on the edge of your seat you literally don't know what's gonna happen next and that's why i i'm a huge fan like i said i gotta get into this season yeah and once i do i'll be happy but it it just haven't had like i said the stars have not aligned to get into it yeah and it's because there's so many things that i'm watching right now but that this is definitely high up there because the first two seasons were just fire and i it's been a while since it's been back on I, i remember it's been a couple of years since it's been on right well, Bill Hader did an interview, I remember shortly, I think like a year ago, where he said, we sat down, we went over the scripts for season three, and we had a meeting, we were very excited to get to filming, and that was the first week of March 2020. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, I got COVID, COVIDed, uh, that's a verb I just made up. I like that, that's a good <laughs> verb. You and uh, yeah, here we are, you know, with a lot of, like a lot of shows, we had to wait. I think it was like 26 months between seasons. Yeah, that that's what's it called. And you know what? Usually that's a killer. But I, I'm hearing that in, from you too now. Uh, it really didn't slow it down. No, it's, I mean, yeah, I missed it. But once we got back on the, back in the car, it was, we were not asking questions. And it was, it's been really good. The whole season has been great as a whole. But this was, this was the, the big episode so far. And then we got two left still. Uh, no fucking clue what's going to happen. It's It's been great. When I get into it, I will definitely talk about it. Look forward to it. Where can people follow you at? Uh, you want to follow me? You can follow me on Instagram at Twinkie730. 
Or you can follow me and my friends at Arcade War, Arcade underscore Wars. I always forget the underscore, the stupid fucking underscore. <laughs> uh, on Instagram as well, we actually got a competition coming up, uh, kicking and screaming and punching and biting. Uh, <laughs> on uh, Saturday, it's our fighting event. All okay. Games. Uh, and uh, check us out. It'll be some fun uh, fun streaming and some fun shit talking. Now, let me, let me ask, are you currently the belt holder no but i have a chance to bring the belt home so hopefully next week on our podcast i will be your arcade wars champion talking to you <laughs> okay well i look forward to that possibility how about you dave where's the places that can catch you i'm the same handle at ddem2000 that's my instagram twitter and letterboxd are you on that letterboxd no, I, I tried doing it. And I felt like you know, it was the first time I felt old trying, <laughs> trying to figure out how to put movies in, in a thing. Little little sidebar. I'll talk about feeling old. So, long story short, my, my debit card was hacked last week, and really, thankfully, no money was taken from me. My bank caught it right away. But I'm using Apple Pay for the first time. So this is I'm going up to things with my phone and just paying with my phone, and I, I feel like a 98 year old man. How amazing is it to pay with your phone, though? It's but you, it's cool, you know. I'm probably going to continue doing it even when I get my my new physical debit card. But, it, but you know, I'm going up to gas, and I'm like, "Do you take Apple Pay?" <laughs> <laughs> and the, like the the 20 year old gas attendant is just like, "Yeah, dude." <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we've been taking Apple Pay for years. <laughs> oh, great! Here, yeah, have a have a caramel. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, it's funny. I was hacked too. Uh, I think it was last week. Okay. Oh wow. So maybe it was the maybe it was the same hackers who got us. Did you have PNC? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, BOA. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh shit. Well, somebody tried to spend. I think it was like two hundred fifty dollars at Sam's Club. They they just they flagged it right away. I was like, is that you? I was like, I don't even have a Sam's Club membership, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But that's, anyway, that's my DW two thousand letterboxed. Twitter and Instagram. Um, we have a we have an Instagram for the show at it's the jacket pod. We put show updates on there. You gotta just start doing some more polls on there. And uh, so you can follow that for show updates. If you want to talk about Sopranos with myself or Anthony or any show movie, you can join the movie and television talk Facebook group. Type that into a group search. We are the red cover photo. Um, what is next week's episode? I forget. Oh, the, the university. This is uh, a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do some deep dives because I got some thoughts on this one. I, you know, I watched it again. I had a, I had a. I'm guessing you watched it too. I haven't watched it yet, actually. So okay. Well, obviously we've watched it in the past, but I, I did go ahead and watch it again, and it, yeah, it's it's not an easy one to get through. Oh, it's gonna be one of those tough, uh, tough Ralphie episode. Oh, it's that episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's... I want banana bread. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, my friend, it was good to talk to you. Always a pleasure, sir. Yep. And we'll do it again next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Good night. See you all next week, guys.